Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, Trent here, and it is wonderful to have your company for this episode. One, nine, nine. This week on Toy Power, it's all about the latest news, and then we do some shout-outs for some of the stuff that's been going on. Uh, joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Hoi, hoi. And Darren is notable absence today. He's unwell. Uh, we hope to have him back as soon as he's fighting fit again. All right, let's jump into the latest news. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? And we're going to kick off this episode with some Lego news, and it is the Super Mario sets. And we've got new sets. This whole kind of Ooh. Super Mario thing is all about recreating the game, building up your boards, building up your challenges, and then moving your electronic Mario through the course. We asked the question, I think, early on in this, when we saw this hit, what was going to be the play yeah. value? How much were you going to get out of yep. this? Was it just yep. going to be a... 20 minutes, you play it around once, and then that's it. Never sees the light of day again, or is it going to have some longevity? And interestingly, we had some comments from Captain Wow over on the Discord who had got these sets for his kids and said they love them. Mm, Really good play value out of them, and they they use them all the time and and get around the board. So that's good news. That's sort of, they've hit the mark. And obviously, Lego do a lot of R&D and probably a lot of market research Mm. and a lot of testing on these products and I think that's great that they've kind of built something that seems to be popular and seems to yeah, have well, play value the fact that we're getting a, a series 2 and, and an additional set shows that it can't have been a, you know we were sort of a little bit down on it and a little bit uh, predicting doom and gloom but obviously it's it's done well enough for them to, yeah. to put more stuff out and based on Captain Wow's feedback you know we were we were wrong yeah. basically we're, we're happy to be wrong yeah. and, and honestly I think there'll be a lot of uh People opening these sort of uh, sets for Christmas. Yes, That's right, under the Christmas tree this year. So mm. good luck. Yeah, one of them is, and it makes sense for Lego, but it's a build and customize your own levels. So a lot of the parts that you can get to kind of build up a level and, and build the interaction there. So I thought that's that's really cool. And then there's almost like the minifigs, the kind of build yeah. that you build them and they're like miniature versions. Are these blind bag things like your traditional sort yeah, of minifigs? Are I these think, like the make your own? No, I think they're blind bags. They're blind bags. They're like, you know, the, the minifig collectibles. Right. But, you, you know, these are built. Yeah. Uh, like you've got Toad and you've got, you know, various different Goombas and there's like the, the I don't know the names of this stuff. Red turtle shell with wings, cloud, that sort of stuff. But yeah, they're, they're really cool. Yeah, Shy Guy. Um, so a few different sets coming. Get on it. If, yeah. you, if you're if you collecting these for yourself or for the kids, get some uh, Lego Mario into your life. 
Mm, all right, changing tacks completely, going from lovely, cute Mario and Lego into Mortal Bloody Combat. Uh, we are talking uh, Storm Collectibles and their wonderful 112 scale Mortal Kombat stuff. This time we're looking at the unmasked version of Sub-Zero. So Sub-Zero, as he appeared in Mortal Kombat 3, no mask, very controversial at the time. Yeah. Um, this is a figure we've actually seen before in some of the Storm Collectibles uh, sort of cases at various cons and stuff. We now get a look at the finished figure with all his accessories. And what we know about Storm Collectibles, they do some absolutely mean accessories. This is no different. Um, I feel like a lot of these figures are, are sort of now geared towards the very iconic fatalities that come with said characters. Yep. In the case of MK3 Sub-Zero, his famous one is he literally grabs the character, encases them in ice, holds them above his head, and then just snaps them in two. And what you actually get, you get some you know sort of ice particle things that attach to his hands you get some bloody uh you know severed limbs and a, a looks like a rubber mat made of blood essentially <laughs> yep, yep. Old but blood you, mat. exactly but you get a full uh encasing of ice now it's i say full because you can there's uh, yeah. pictures here you can literally take your scorpion figure yep and the, the two pieces come apart in half and it will literally cover the whole figure yeah it's, so, a, it's like a mummy's tomb yeah it's a mummy's yeah, exactly. tomb but made it's of transparent ice. Yes. yes, yeah, that's right. So very, very cool. There's some figures where the a shot, sorry, where they've actually, you know, demonstrate him <laughs> r ripping it apart. And they've obviously got some blood panels that sort of, you know, cap the ends off. I don't think they really want you to break your scorpion no, figure no, in they two. No, don't expect you to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, very, very cool to see that. Um, I, I was thinking about this. They they need to do a accessory yeah. set. You know, they could now, couldn't they? They could possibly reduce the price of these figures with less accessories and then go, hey, you want a fatality set? Assuming you've picked up your Scorpion, your Sub-Zero, your Raiden, whatever, here's how you can get all the bonus accessories to make those iconic yep. fatalities and scenes happen. So. Yeah. Now, very cool. He's got the alternate head as well, so he's got the closed mouth and the clenching teeth yes. look. I always remember this. It's interesting because clearly when they animated the game, they, you know, if you're on the left-hand side of the screen, you know, and you're facing one way... And then you go to the other side of the screen, yep. they just flip the image. So yes. like Kano has the metal plate yep. and the red eye. Flip him on the other side, metal plate, red eye, yeah. right? Like it's the same, with, I always remember it the with Sub-Zero with the scar. And I was wondering if they were going to do like the double, <laughs> you know, like two scars. Honestly, that was a big point of contention in, in the fan base. They're like, which eyes is bloody scar on the yeah. left or the oh, right? right? We don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, it was always player one. Player one yes. was the, the way Absolutely. to play Absolutely. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Nah, beautifully done. Mm. And uh, what's hot right now, of course, everything Mandalorian. So the new Star Wars Black Series and Vintage Collection has been released for Mando Money. Mando Monday. Mando Money's Man probably right. Yeah, <laughs> Mando's getting our money. That's right. Uh, and these were reveals on the Hasbro live screen. So uh, from the hit TV show, that we've got the first look at the 6-inch Moff Gideon from the Black Series. Uh, Grief Karga, which is Carl Weathers, and Cull, um, I Have Spoken. So. <laughs> Cull or Quill? How do you pronounce oh, it? Quill. Yeah, Quill. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right, so they're pretty cool looking, very screen accurate, and uh, yeah, you know, another three heavy hitters in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, also in the vintage collection, we've seen 3D renders of Grief Karga and The Child uh, done on vintage cardbacks in 3.75 scale. No exclusives, which is just yeah, freaking yes. awesome. Hooray. Yeah. Waiting for, I was waiting for like, you know, Carl Weathers to be an exclusive yeah, or something. Yeah. But yeah. Finally, these are all general releases. Yes. So pre-orders already up uh, for the usual places at the usual price. ETA spring next year in 2020. 
2021, sorry, next year. Yeah. Well, man, I mean, these look great. Obviously, face real. Yep. Um, you've got Nick Nolte looking great, as always, as uh, as Quill. <laughs> What what was interesting? So you mentioned it there. You've got these are obviously six inch black series. Correct. You yep. you mentioned as well the the scan or the you know three D renders for the three and three quarter inch. They did also. I don't know if we've talked about this. We may have, hmm. but the retro style figures. So as if Mandalorian were done back oh, in, yes, the, in the in the Kenner days. Right. You know, so they they you know like they've got the vinyl capes like yeah. you know, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan I Kenobi came those. with those vinyls. Yep. They're really cool. I just love that. They're on the traditional card. So, But what's really interesting is all three styles are being done in Mandalorian. That's how popular so it that's is. That's how big it is. Yeah. They're doing it, yeah. you know. And, and I think to date, you know, we got the Grand Moff Tarkin in that vintage Kenner style mm. and then they went back and they did Snow Speeder Luke, you know, part of the board game. But really, they've been doing reproductions of vintage figures. This yep. is this is further figures in the style of, and I think that's really cool. I think mm. they're there for me. Some of the pick of the bunch is is getting yep. something new that's something old, but bringing back all those yep. features that we got in the yep. vintage line. Yep. Mm. Well, I mean, the Razorcliff smashed all its uh, targets oh, yeah. and stretch targets and things, but you look at the sail barge just got over the line like yeah. they had to sort of extend it and things so you can sort of see where you know the popularity is right mm-hmm. now and uh it's great that it's bringing star wars back to to a fa- you know family you know home name type thing like in my opinion yeah. i think it you know the fact that my wife now thinks highly of star wars is is a big step in the right direction for the franchise so and i know we've spoken about the size of the black series child figure and and the, and the scale of that they're now doing the child at a 3.75 inch. And so in theory, if that's in scale, yep. that's a tiny figure, it's right? Tiny. Well, and, and that's the thing. What they're doing with that is making the crib. So the crib, oh, the, the floating capsule, crib, the little yep. capsule that he comes in, that's what you're getting as the bulk. Otherwise, you're, you're, you're getting a, you're a getting 20 a, cent figure. You, you, <laughs> you think the child's small. You wait to get the little frog thing yeah. that comes yeah. with it. The little like cup that, of cocoa that he yeah, gets around yeah, with. The, yeah. ball, the ball that he pulls yeah. off. Uh, like it's, yeah, it's starting to get very small. Yeah. <laughs> oh, full on. Uh, moving on to uh, PowerCon news. So a recent post from PowerCon. PowerCon is a fan-built, you know, is fan-built, right? Full yeah. stop. Fan-built. Yeah. Fan fan while it is a focus on a love for He-Man and She-Ra, PowerCon has always supported indie projects from within our community. Outstanding fan comics and toy lines have always featured at PowerCon over the years, and many have been very successful. In order to retain fan focus for years to come, PowerCon needs its own toy line that embodies our fandom. It won't be Masters of the Universe line. I want you to note yeah, that very clearly, all right? It won't be Masters of the Universe toy line because we have Mattel to make those awesome toys. Instead, this will be a unique line for the fans of He-Man, She-Ra and other related types of toy lines. A big aspect of this line will uh, line is that it will be created in part of, from fan be- feedback from the genre. To the level of articulation, to the packaging, to the style, every bit of the line will be created using fan influence. Your feedback from polls is what will shape this line from start to finish. More info, visit power-con.com. Thoughts on this will be successful and more importantly at a price. The price is what concerns me that entices the average collector, right? So I just want to, because I found this, particularly interesting right so you think about this right you've got 
you know, the first thing that comes to mind is what uh, the Four Horsemen uh, moved away from and did Mythic Legions, right? Yep. That's a no-name brand creating something out of nothing. You could argue Dungeons and Dragons a little bit, a little bit Lord of the Rings. All yep, those so sort it's of their things. own IP. But, it, right? but yeah, it takes influence it takes, from, but it's their own thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's just gone gangbusters. They've chosen the perfect scale. They've chosen, you know, these characters. They're phenomenal in-house you know, creators, so they're creating all their own IP and things like that, and it's just gone gangbusters without any media backing it. And, things. Yep. and then you look at Masters, and I, I can't help of Zulu World, who do all the, you know, Remco sort of yep. lines and things, so they've got that in their wheelhouse, the vintage 5.5-inch retro things. Where, where could Masters... You know, where could PowerCon pull from? Are you going to do more classics? Mm. Are you going to get it to do with your origins? Are you going to do something well, hyper well, real? But like they don't know. Yeah, I think no, it's up to you to call it. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's a, it's a really good question. Yeah. And what I remember, this is probably for me, maybe five years yes, ago, yep. right? So five years ago, it's before Origins was out. Uh, I think Maddie Collector with their, you know, their stuff was winding down, you know, it was just kind of coming to an end. Super 7 picked it up, that sort of thing. I remember a few Kickstarters at the time. There was one in particular called Eon Quest, and it never got backed. I, I did pledge for it, but it never got funded. And that was a totally new story. The guy had written the comic, had the comic illustrated, even released it. There were going to be pack-ins with the figures. He'd done all the work, so he just kind of released it out there. And they were done in that 5.5-inch right. scale. Yes, you know, sure. he, he was creating something new. But with reference to it, it was sort of like, you know, like a, a Remco line, you know, like you would have seen back in the day. And what I loved about that, there was one of the, the main bad guys, basically a cybernetic werewolf. And to me, it was just like bringing in the creativity of that era in a style we know and love, but with something new, something we haven't seen before, something mm. different. And I was really excited by that. And maybe that's in a place where you've got a bit of a void. I know now we've got Origins and a lot of people going to Origins. Then we'll have the new cartoon, the Kevin Smith show, mm. and there'll be a line going out with that. We're not in a void of masters. No. But so when far you're in, from it. Yeah, yeah we're far yeah, from yeah, it. We're, yeah. we're saturated. Yes. We've had Savage World. We've had all yes. this stuff. You talk about the Zolo world. Yep. There's, there's stuff coming out. Yep. We've talked about Deathletron figures and you know that, again, bring in some of those bootleg lines and what those were. It's, it's saturated. I, I think this has so much potential because the one thing I feel like we're missing in, in the toy industry right now is that new IP. Mm -hmm. Horsemen have done it. You know, Horsemen, because they're, they're quality creators and they've had a few hits at, or bites at the cherry and that didn't, you know, do gangbusters. Megatropolis yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. all yeah. those sort of Myth lines. They had Seventh Kingdom, yes, yes, Megalopolis yes. or whatever yeah, it was. yep. yep. Um, great figures just didn't quite crack it. They've they've hit the mark with Mythic Legions, as we know, it's gone gangbusters. But I would like to see something in that vintage style. You want vintage? I okay. want vintage yeah. style yeah. for me, because that's to me where the nostalgia is. Yeah. Like I think in the highly articulated world, I've got so many properties yeah. I can go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see something that could have sat on the shelves in the 80s yep. maybe as a companion line to masters and i think the success of this line what i love about it is it's it's a collaboration you know how passionate the masters fan community is this you know how often have they gone we want this we want that and, and you're talking to scott knightley so we're talking to brand managers you've got the four horsemen reading web pages but how much influence can you have he here you go 
Mm. You've got Open you've got a lot of influence. Yeah, yeah. I know that that has its own risks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, well, are, are we going to get another spec lore? Are we going to get another side You might. Yeah, are that's we going to get another. Um, but what I, was the other one? There was another one that was just. Yeah, there, there were a couple of yeah. There were a couple yeah. of. Yeah. Shockers, Castle Grayskull man, awesome. Yeah, Drago man, awesome, oh, awesome. You yep. know, so you get some fantastic ones, but some of those other ones were and easy. I, and passes. I feel that's that's the risk you're talking about when you're going, you're having too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. and you end up with something that's not edible. Do you know what I mean? Because there's yep. too many different. You need your uh, your Scott Knightlake or your Kevin Feige, for lack of a better term, someone with that vision. And sure, they can take ideas. We live in the era where everybody's got a Twitter account, everybody wants to have their input, and they can pull from those ideas. But if you literally, if it's all based on, say, polls and, say, vote for <laughs> what colour the figure's going to yeah, be... Yeah, there might not be much does, cohesion. Do you know what I mean? It yep. runs the risk of being just a, a bit of a mess. I think you're right. You do need that oversight and that creative vision. And I think there are enough people with talent and mm. with an idea of what I mean look Nate Barch I mean look at just just some names you know even yeah. Leanne yeah. Hannah yes. like just some of the talent that is out there that have a passion for this sort of thing it I just feel like it has so much potential if, if you like you said if done right yep. take on the influence but filter it and, and make it cohesive yep. make it make sense and I just want to put one more thing Please make it international. Don't make it just America. USA only yep. because uh, we're we're sick of that. <laughs> well, I think I know there's there's issues with competitions. I know, but competitions have. I don't think this is a competition. No, yeah. this is just the input. Yeah, and I think Val knows. Val is very understanding of inter- the international community. Like I, I get the legalities of a big company like Mattel running the you know 30th anniversary line or whatever it was, um, and the issues with that. I understand that, but you're right. This needs to... The, the Masters community is an international community mm. and it does need to draw on all, all of that. I mean, you've got Emiliano, Santa Lucia. Yeah, oh, you know, like, amazing. You know, he the, could make his own toy line tomorrow yeah, if, if he right. got the green light. Uh, I think the other thing here that we're going to talk about, you mentioned it, Ben, on cost. I feel like... It, the, these are not going to be as expensive as PowerCon exclusives. That, but that, that's what scares me. Yeah. That, that all those PowerCon exclusives are just so outrageous, and I know they're well. Probably... The last couple of years, they got yeah. they got out of control. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm an absolute completist with this line, and I I was I cut right back on those. Li- I was getting three of each, and I think got to the PowerCon exclusives, and I had to cut it right back because they were they were like over a hundred dollars a figure. I think Australian mm-hmm. by the time you got them here. Yeah. But they were things I really wanted. I think that it was almost like Val had to buy them at the rate and then he had to put his mark up on top of that. And the rate he was getting them from is pretty much what we would buy from Mattel. So, yeah. you know, what? Yeah. So he had to then inflate that. So they just got very expensive very quickly. Then you go to Big Bad Toy Store, they put on their mark yeah, up and yeah. so forth and it did get ridiculous. Yeah. I think... Potentially, you're looking at the fact that there's not that licensing uh, yeah, requirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I don't think they're going to be cheap. Don't get me wrong. I don't think these are going to be cheap figures, mm. but I don't think they're going to be at the power con level. That's my concern. If they're, let's say they're the $50, right? Let's say they're 50 bucks each for a 5.5 vintage, 5 points of articulation. Maybe they do that magnetic thing that, you know, that yep. uh, bog law or whatever had uh, where you mm. can swap out their arms and heads and things. But 50 bucks for a vintage figure is asking a bit much. Do you, uh, do you not feel like you, you said, Trent, about the style? You said, and I agree with you, there's a lot of the uh, hyper real modern, you know, uh, you look at Super 7, what they're doing with Turtles. Like, 
six-inch realistic sort of figures. Do you not feel, though, if this is... I mean, this is PowerCon now. They've said it's not going to be Masters, not going to be Shearer. But if they go with that 5.5, that vintage style, is that not encroaching on what Origins is doing right now? It probably is. And, and for that reason, I suspect Mattel wouldn't want them to do that. No, we know okay. what happened with Funko. They didn't yeah. really like the retro style Thundercats yeah. and, and DC stuff. So I suspect they probably won't do it like mm. that. But but that, I guess, if I had no concerns about legal requirement, that would be what I guess I, I would connect most with. Sure. But a 5.5 line would be the cheapest one to produce Agreed. to test yeah. the waters, right? You can get all the fan, feed, the fan input and things you want, but if the price isn't right and things, it's, yep. it, you might sell it to the guys that you know had an input on it and won the competition or whatever. Not competition, but won yeah, their got their, design got their designs, designs in, in yep. and things like that. But you know, if the price is not right, it's uh, it's not going to sell to the um, the everyman that's a He-Man fan. Yeah, because I, th- I think the style is going to be the really interesting part because I also think of sort of other recent toy lines like the stuff that Megalopolis is doing where, and I guess it makes a bit more sense with Mad Balls, but they've gone that sort of super deformed, almost Funko Pop, but not but with additional articulation. If they could do something that just stands out, it's not a... Uh, a 5.5 Masters figure that's got different heads and accessories. It's not a. It's not trying to compete with Marvel Legends because at this sort of scale and cost, I don't think that's possible for these guys. I don't know. I'd I'd be very curious to, and interested to see where they go with it. It's and what the what the fans actually want. I yeah. guess is the big question. Yeah. Oh, look. I, I think it's great because the Masters fan community is so. It's got so much passion. And I think there's going to be a lot of great ideas coming out of it. And and whether I'm in, I'm probably not in on this line, uh, just because well the T stop for one thing. <laughs> um, but I guess yeah. So I'm not going to be in on this line. But I'm I'm fascinated to follow the journey. Oh, hundred percent. Like it's it's yeah. super exciting. I think I love the fact it's doing its own thing. It's a new IP. I don't think we see enough of that. Mm. And it's being done by the fans. And yep. there's so much talent in this fan community. I can't wait to see what it's going to be. All right, speaking of new things, we've got some new shiny G.I. Joe classified figures. Hasbro has revealed two new figures as part of their Fan First Friday reveals. Um, There's always some alliteration going on here, isn't there? (laughs) Fan First Fridays, (laughs) Mando Mondays, all this sort of stuff. Uh, The figures we're getting are Flint and Lady J. Um, These figures are really cool. I was looking at trying to work out some of the um, innovative accessories they've got here. And I noticed some really cool shots of Lady J wearing this baseball cap and then seeing shots of her with the hair. And it's like that cap fits really, really neatly on her head. Like it's just a, such a snug fit. And then I realized it's actually got a bit of hair at the yep. back and it's a, it must be like a removable hairpiece. Put it on. I think that's great. Like I, 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 nothing I hate more than hat accessories that don't fit don't properly. Sit. Like it just looks, yeah. looks wrong. I don't know what they're doing with the flint. But the, again, the flint's got the kind of beret, and that looks really good in terms of the fit as well. Um, so they've got a lot of accessories. Uh, Lady J even has the backpack with sort of like a camera device that comes, you know, around the little side, arm that little sits up over her yep, shoulder, yeah. arm. like a GoPro or something. Yeah, yeah. Some, sort of, <laughs> some sort of GoPro. But the really cool thing I love about the, the backpack is it's hollowed out on the inside and you can actually fit weapons inside it. Like, I think that's just a really nice touch mm. on that. 
Now, one thing I want to point out with these two figures, these seem a lot more accurate to the original figures oh, in so, terms of their color palette. So they're boring. <laughs> so, well, and when I saw, when I say the original figures, I'm not yeah. talking when they got went fluoro. Um, but before that, so Lady J is in pretty much an olive green kind of outfit. Army fatigue. Got, yeah, yeah, army fatigue. There's a bit of modernism in terms of some of the detailing in the legs and the arms and the the torso but it's a very plain looking figure and same with flint he's mainly black and that same olive green which is really quite interesting and i wonder is this a bit of a course correction from some of the negative fan feedback we had with figures like roadblock and Scarlet well, in kind of the, the early releases of, of the, the new line. I find it interesting that they've gone from Pimp Daddy Destro <laughs> to yep. this. And you sort of go, ah, it feels like too much of a course correction for, for my like. And maybe they swung a bit too hard with the, you know, they're often accused of that Fortnite look on on that sort of first wave of figures. Um, I, I can understand these ones being perhaps a little bit more traditional, but I feel like... I would have spaced it out. I would have had, you know, say your Lady J and the other figure in that wave is a a, a, a wacky colour or a more colourful yeah. yep. one. Having the two, uh, and maybe this is how they're traditionally portrayed, I couldn't really tell you, but having the two, quote unquote, realistic green figures in the same wave released at the same time just seems a little bit, a little bit dull, to be honest. The one thing I will say, looking at the pictures of the Lady J one, Double jointed elbows in a female figure. Yep, there we go. Bloody finally, Hasbro. Like, it can be done. Please start doing that in your Marvel Legends figures because not having the the full elbow articulation on the female figures is just... It's criminal at this point, really. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, it's been a couple of episodes and we haven't talked enough about McFarlane. So, <laughs> how did that happen? Uh, you know, <laughs> we're, get, we're getting a bit of promotional input from McFarlane. <laughs> must be, but yeah. So, McFarlane have uh, more figures in the multiverse line. This is uh, deemed the Dark Knight's death metal dark father. Right? So, <laughs> how many darks are in that? Uh, dark, no, dark, dark. Yeah. Dark death, dark metal. <laughs> That's it. That's McFarlane's wheelhouse. So, the wave includes Batman. Superman, Wonder Woman with a chainsaw, (laughs) (laughs) Robin King, and buy them all to make Dark Side. Dark Side Batman? No, it's not Dark Side Batman. Dark Side cosplaying as Batman. (laughs) So, you know, like, (laughs) it's just bonkers. I just, I mean, like, I I, I particularly love the Batman that's got this massive axe guitar. Like, he. Fits into the um, he should be strung up on chains, hanging like from kiss, the mad no nah, yeah. the Mad Max, uh, oh, yeah, Mad Max. Oh, you know, yeah. with his, yeah yeah uh, just um, you know smashing out riffs uh, <laughs> like he's got nowhere to be. It, this I mean McFarlane just keep dialing up. Yeah. He's past ten. He's past fifteen. <laughs> we're now getting into the twenties. I just I just cannot. You know, picture what McFarlane is going to produce next, but well, these, it is these, coming out thick and fast. Come from the comics, right? They so, must, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm not familiar I, with them, but no, well, that's right. It's it's a very recent event that is only just sort of happening at the moment with this because that you know we've seen like the the Batman who laughs last and these yep. sorts of figures that have proven very popular, and so in amongst the DC continuity, as I understand it, this is a sort of an offshoot. Hey, this is popular. We're going to keep this story going. You've still got your I won't even call it New 52 or whatever the the current sort of DC continuity is. That still exists and they're still going, 
with this. Now, look, I, I'm really torn on these because don't get me wrong, they look gorgeous, right? <laughs> you don't have to know the source material to go, that's Batman with freaking spikes on his shoulders and his, his gauntlets with a flaming red guitar that looks like a sigh at the same time. He, yeah. yeah, to your point, Kiss, he could be exactly fronting a, a metal band. Even Wonder Woman with a chainsaw, it sounds ridiculous, but have a look at the pictures, it kind of works. But I just can't shake the feeling that McFarlane are uh, sort of forgetting the other part of the DC audience and, and what more traditional or long-time fans might want to see from a, a line that is only it's about a year old now. So, I don't know. I, I think these are cool. They look really cool, but I, I just feel like there's there's a lot of a lot of pieces to the DC Universe and you, you're just ignoring a lot of that. Yeah, but I, this is where I come at it from. McFarlane had two options here. Well, they, they could have done a hybrid, right? But at the extremes, hmm. right? They could have gone back and just gone, you know what we need? Batman. Just the plain old detective Batman. Let's put out yep. another Batman for you. You know what we need? Wonder Woman. Good old Wonder Woman looking like she did in the comics. Sure. And we've had uh, Mattel had the license. DC Direct was running with it or DC Collectibles, whatever name change they were going through at the time. And if I look at my... Because I've been collecting Batman solidly as a modern toy collector. Hmm from kind of early 2000s when the Four Horsemen got involved with the Batman line. And then that turned into the Batman versus the Batman and Superman line and then DC Universe Classics. And we got 20 Ways of Classics and, and you know, bonus figures. And then you had, also I was collecting at the same time, DC Direct and there's Hush and there's the stuff from the comics that you're getting. So I've built up this insane Batman or DC collection with kind of every version of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman you can imagine. Hush, hmm. um, Nightfall, you know, whatever. Justice. You, yeah, Justice. Yep. All that stuff is in there. This is so different to yeah. everything yep. that's come before yep. it. And that, that to me was the risk of McFarlane playing it safe hmm. was that people go, well, I've already got it. Or I compare, I've got the DC Direct version of that and that's a superior figure. I like that style more. I'm not going to touch it. I think they've gone too far in the new stuff because <laughs> I don't know any of it. It looks cool, but I'm okay, like, so, I'm not... so ignoring the T-stop. Yep. Would you collect this? No, no, I would. No, not go. for me. But no, okay, okay. It's not for me. But similarly, hmm. if he'd gone, here's Hush Batman. I'd go. Well, I've already got it, and I well, wouldn't see, be interested see, in this that is either. The thing. And then see, I don't. I ha- I yeah. don't have this. And and I think at the time when we announced that McFarlane had the license, I was like beauty here's my in on dc because i'm not about to go back and start collecting classics and all this sorts of stuff and (laughs) i haven't been in on this because to your point i don't know this version of the characters it doesn't resonate with me but you give me hush one of my favorite batman stories you give me um uh, red sun one of my favorite superman stories yeah those are the figures i'm going to buy I don't see them making them anytime this no. next decade. Uh, well, can I just jump in? Yeah. I've I yeah, sure. just come to a realization. Like, you know, you have a new movie come out. Everyone wants to produce the figures sure. of yep. the new movie while it's hot and new and in everyone's faces. I think McFarlane's doing that to a certain extent with this whole death metals yep. yep. storyline. It's a new hotness. It's a new, you know, thing that everyone's reading and stuff. So he's trying to mass produce, well, keep up with the all the new characters and their appearances and things as they come out. And the flip side is we, us three, um, aren't really up up to no. date with the yeah. comics at the moment. So that's probably why we don't resonate with these characters. But I'm sure anyone that is 
reading all these death metal, you know, comics and thinking this is the new, you know, this is awesome. I love mm. this. McFarlane is keeping up with the, you know, character uh, toy releases to a certain extent, you know, to coincide with it. But like if you compare it to Marvel Legends, which is the direct competitor uh, yeah, for this, yeah, yeah. Marvel don't sit there and go, well, we're only making yeah, I know, I know. Well, movie yeah. figures. No. They, they split it. Co- correct. And, and the problem, I think, when we talk about the, the two extremes... McFarlane have gone... They haven't gone just with new figures. They've mm. gone back and they've gone, look, you know, we'll give you Green Lantern from Justice League, you know, the John Stewart Grant. We'll give you Cyborg from Teen Titans. Mm. And we'll give you, you know, a, Bat- a Joker from Arkham, you know, and a Batman and a Joker from Arkham. But what, what, what I think they failed to do there is... We don't really know. Is there going to be another Teen Titans figure, or yeah. is it just going to be Cyborg? We're going to be stuck with just yeah. Cyborg, or are they going to do the ten figures, the ten core figures from Teen Titans? I think you need. We a- don't know that. Like, so you're not going to. You might go. Oh, I love the Arkham stuff, but I, I don't want one figure. Yeah, I don't want, I want just, all of them. Yeah, that's right. They need Marvel Legends. You can kind of go. Well, I know I'm going to get the movie figures. You know, they're going to be stretched out over a couple of waves. Yep. But I'm going to get Thanos, and I'm going to get Hawkeye, and I'm going to get all that stuff. And I'm going to get the comic book ones and blah, blah, blah. I don't feel like... I know I'm going to get a lot of this death metal stuff, mm-hmm. but I've got no idea how many Teen Titans I'm going to get. And I think right. that's a mistake. Just chucking kind of one out there, a lot of Teen Titan fans will go, well, I don't want it because I don't know what else is going to be there. I think they need to space out the waves. This 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 line could come out a year from now when this storyline has you know, reached popularity and everybody, and a lot more people know it. And in between that, they do a Teen Titans wave yep. or they do a yeah. an yep. Arkham yep. wave just to prove that they can do other stuff than the the new hotness right now. Yeah, very fair calls. Well, mm. yeah. And, and this, just one final comment on this. So many times I've looked at it and gone, oh, look, it's 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 Batman. And it's like, no, no, that's not Batman. That's Dark Side is Batman. Oh, look, it's, it's it's Doomsday. No, no, that's not Doomsday. That's Batman is Doomsday. It's like, so I, I don't know. It's just... It's well, doing that, my head and, in. And that is that is <laughs> that, like, that is true to the current story. Or yeah, it's basically and that's cool. dark death metal versions of Batman take on all the other characters right. and stuff. So it's yeah. it's accurate, but yeah, uh, i not helping with a bit of a sense of Batman overload. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. All right. Well, something that we haven't been overloaded with is Silverhawks. Silverhawks has been gone for a while since LJN did the. Um, no, figures? It was Kenner. It was Kenner, sorry, yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, Kenner. Yeah. Kenner was Break, yep. breaking the trilogy. Breaking yes. the trilogy. Yeah. It was Kenner. They were in the smaller scale, that's right. They weren't in the Tiger Sharks or Thundercats sort of eight inch scale. But Silverhawks were again, I think they were was that Bass Rankin was all animated by the same. I believe studio. so. It was amazing yeah. animation. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really nice animation. Are they testing the waters with a puzzle? Because we are getting a Silverhawks puzzle by Super Seven. Leaving fans to maybe speculate that Super <laughs> Seven have picked up the Silverhawks license. Now, does this to me makes this is makes so much sense? You know how Brian Flynn got pestered about Thundercats. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. You know the the famous when are you getting your effing Thundercats yep. figures <laughs> made? And the work he did to get that license. Now they know they they obviously lost Masters. Classics went. You know, gone. It went back to Mattel. Mattel are running with it now. So Super Seven have had this concept of, well, what do we do? You know, we, we do some Conan, we do some Thundercats. We need to fill the void that was left by Masters. To me, this makes logical sense. 
that you would pick up the Silverhawks license if yep. you could. Yeah. I, so they've got Ninja Turtles. Don't forget that. Yep. And mm-hmm. I think they're doing gangbusters with that. Oh, and yeah. now, now that they've got Snake Mountain out of the way, yes. you know, they're shipping it to everyone around the world. And uh, from what I've heard, it's, you know, a, it's almost a 10 out of 10. Yep. Like, you know, so congratulations, Super 7. And, and you know, if they're not producing reaction figures, why not produce a damn puzzle? You know, mm. like, they've got, they keep, keep the, um, the license yeah. going. Keep, you know, the fans happy. The fans are going to grab this because they've had absolutely nothing, nothing else. Like, who else has, you know, um, done anything Silver, uh, Silver Hawks in the last 20, 30 years? Like, mm. well, so, it's yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's time to jump on it. And if I think Batman can rock the guitar, <laughs> Silver Hawks can come back. <laughs> Musical guitars and guitars. Would you? And again, T stop be damned. But would you jump oh, on yeah. Silverhawks line done in the ultimate style? I would jump on that like nothing else. <laughs> it, it to me, I've got my Thundercats. Yep. I've got my Master of the Universe. I I want I want fits. I want it. Yep. I want it. I, I mean, I don't really know Tiger Sharks. But I'd probably want that too. There, there are some wicked looking yeah, characters they look good, in don't each they? Yeah. in each universe. Like yep. so, you could get T. You could just get the, you know, the the um, pinnacle characters. You could get you know the heroes and the villain and the pinnacle villains and have them all through all, all six of them on a shelf together. Yeah. And I think that would just look. There, there's so t-shirts, cool. you know, t-shirts yeah. where it's got you know might have Tex Hex and Brave yes. Star and yeah. Monstar yeah. and yeah. you know the Silverhawks yeah. and, and, and Megatron and Optimus and, yeah. and it's just like I I need a Monstar yeah. how yeah. good does Monstar yeah. look and, and uh, do you know what he rides he rides this squid. like yeah. tentacle yeah. squid Space thing squid. yeah it yeah. looks n- nuts like yeah <laughs> uh, it's, it'll be exciting because some of those villains are pretty kick ass very like, cool yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Well, speaking of something that is also... Well, we're not really sure if it's kick-ass because it's a bit of a teaser at this point. There was some pictures doing... The, one picture in particular of doing the rounds of some price stickers of a lot of the upcoming NECA stuff. There were some of the two-packs we know about. There was the uh, Ultimate Android Krang. Um, but then there was one that was listed as uh, TMNT four-pack disguise, I think was the title on it. It was set for about 100 bucks US. Um, obviously that was sort of not meant to be leaked because then a couple of days later Necker actually sent us a it's a very closely cropped picture of what looks like two Elmer Fuds in a <laughs> yep. uh, in a Chase fedora rabbits. yeah fedora <laughs> yeah. with, sort of, with sort of cloaks and, and I think the caption they put on this is Instagram was if you know you know and then a little uh, turtle emoji so for anyone who hasn't joined the dots, these are essentially going to be the disguised turtles from the original cartoon. It's the cartoon style you can see with the black heavy lines in the fedora and trench coats, and with these strange-looking humanoid masks. Which, when you do your research, they yeah, are they actually wear them. Yep. accurate to the show. I think, and I'm maybe speaking for most people, that that's not the iconic look. No. I don't believe it's the fedora and the the jacket are, are spot on. But it's just, you can see it's a turtle head and, and their hands and all that well, sort of stuff. Well, let's so. just hope that the masks are an extra accessory that can be removed yes. without, you know, attached yeah. to the fedora and uh, can be left on the side of the packet. Because if you look closely, they're two different faces. Yes, they the are. The mouth yep. is uh, different. But um, Correct. yeah, I just hope that we can have the turtles in disguise without the masks. I think so. I, based on some of the, the tune stuff we've received, there's a lot of soft goods. You think Casey Jones sort of yep. like bag and uh, golf bag and stuff. Very that soft rubbery thing, almost a bit um, Storm Collectibles like. I suspect those hats will be soft rubber and the mask can just slide off. Yeah. The the, the trench coats are definitely a soft goods. So they're stitching and they're, they're fabric. Yep. 
I won't be getting these. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say T-stop be damned, but I'm, I won't be getting these if the fedora is stuck to the face yeah, mask because I, I don't want four of these guys in my collection looking like that. I mean, just it it brings me back to the question about what Super 7 is doing with their toy-inspired line mm. and what NECA is doing with their cartoon-inspired line. There's a lot of stuff in the cartoons that you can you can just leave it in the cartoons yep. as far as I'm concerned. It doesn't resonate. It doesn't need to be made into a toy for me. And these masks are the perfect example of that. I want the tur- I want to see the turtles yep. in the trench coat in- and with the hats. I don't want to see four Elmer Fudds yep. that, that, that appeared in a few episodes yep. that Correct. mean nothing. Yeah. Mm. But if this turns out to be the way we want it, what an awesome tease. What an awesome way to tease an upcoming... Yeah, because um, honestly, for anyone you know, who didn't set. know, that you'd look at it and go, like... And that, that was yeah. the catchphrase. If you know, you know. And Turtles fans like, boom, we know. And yeah. other people like, what are we looking at? Like, it's, it's a very, very well done tease. Yeah. So <laughs> moving on to TV and movies. So Wonder Woman 84, we know 2020 has been a uh, you know bumpy ride. So Wonder Woman 84 will release simultaneously in cinemas and be available for streaming on HBO Max at Christmas time, I believe Boxing Day yep. in Australia. Foxtel and the Foxtel-owned Binge are the exclusive home on both HBO and HBO Max content in Australia. No word on if this is simultaneous cinema and streaming release will occur outside of Australia. So that's interesting. I suspect it'll be markets that actually have operating cinemas at the moment. So that's not just Australia. There are other countries around the world that are dealing with COVID uh, as at least as good as we are sort of thing. So New Zealand, so to speak. You, yeah. Correct. So I think there will be somewhere that they will look at each market and go, you've got people going to the cinemas? Cool. Here's Wonder Woman on Boxing Day. But... Yeah, that is a question to you. They go, okay, let's say it comes to the cinemas in Australia on Boxing Day. Is it also available Boxing Day on streaming? Mm. And then the question is, as a consumer, you go, well, what do you do? Are you going to the cinemas if you have that option? Or are you just going click, download, or you know, stream sort yeah. of thing? It's, yeah, it's tough. I, I thought I would miss the cinemas so badly. Like I thought it was going to be one of those things that I really, really miss. I haven't. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reality. Uh, so yeah. much good stuff on yeah. streaming. Yeah. Yep. You know, if if I had the choice, I could wa- I'd love to watch Mando on the cinema every week. Sure. But, you know, that financial <laughs> output to watch yep. take the family to go and see a movie is, you know, a lot of money whereas I've got three streaming services, you know, going yep, full hog up with yep. stuff, in, yep. in my um house at the moment, so. Uh, look, I I love this idea of the dual system. Because it's getting content out to Correct. consumers. Yeah. And and we've just got so much stuff backed up at the moment, which is really annoying me. Mm. I mean, I really wanted to see the new Dune film, and now that's been pushed back because of COVID. Now, I can understand that, but how many Bond, you know, how many uh, things Ghost, are just being... Ghostbusters, um, yes. Black Widow. Yeah, you yeah know. It's, just, yep. it's just a stockpile of stuff. And, you know, like at the end of the day, Netflix is putting out good content. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm watching some... I've got... 20 things I can watch on all my streaming services like that. Do I need this other stuff? Like, if you're not going to give it to me, I'll find something else to watch. Correct. So I'm just glad they've worked because I want to see Wonder Woman 84 mm-hmm. and I'm glad that hopefully on Boxing Day in Australia we'll be able to crank that and go to the cinemas and watch it. I probably, I don't take the family to cinema because my youngest is too young and my eldest doesn't like movies. And mm. um, Leanne will just stay home with the kids. So I'll just go, I'll just head off. It's quite cheap for me. Yeah. So... I'm happy to see it at the cinema, to see Wonder Woman 84 at the cinema. 
but I just want to see some new content out there. Like, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Speaking of other new content and Netflix, we have finally have a release date for the next Transformers uh, cartoon. We saw the Siege or whatever it was, War for Cybertron, the first one that we spoke about. The part two of that trilogy, Earthrise, is set to debut right at the end of 2020, coming to Netflix on December 30. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think we were all a little bit sort of mixed on on our review of the first one. It would be interesting to see what, if any, sort of feedback they've taken for this um, second part and, you know, no doubt include all the the new hotness that's been on the shelf and and all those models and obviously based on the name be set on Earth. So interesting to to see what they do there. Mm. Very cool. All right, we've got some uh, other uh, podcasts to shout out. So yeah. uh, the boys from uh, Canada, Rob McCallan and Jay Bartlett, have started their own uh, podcast. Oh, they copied us, did yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to start a TV show now? Is that well, what happens? you know, we, we, yeah, we might be. We'll just send option. Darren all around Australia That's with it. a camera crew and he has to chat to every Masters fan around <laughs> Australia and we film that. That'll yeah. be a good show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they have already three <laughs> episodes under their belt, so check it out. It's just called the Jay and Rob's Show, I think. Toy Show, I think. Toy yeah. Show, yeah. yeah. So pretty uh, simple name to remember. And uh, they've also got a live show as well. well uh, I think they the record episode. basically like on YouTube and yep. then just pipe that audio into a, a podcast cool. format. Yeah, and so, you can watch it on so YouTube. So you've got you your video, choice yeah. if you want the video content yeah. as well. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, I've listened to two and a half episodes. So yep, I'm, about I'm, the same. Not haven't quite finished the third episode. They speak really well. Uh, one thing they do that uh, I sort of picked up on that probably we've sort of shied away from a little bit is they talk about the playability of just about all the toys. You know, had mm-hmm. the fun factor, the you know how how does this play and things like that. So I think that's a really cool element of their show that uh, other podcasts sort of miss out on. So sure. they, they talk about the photo- photogenicness of the toy. They talk about the articulation of a toy, but they don't talk about how it plays. Mm. You know, the yeah. So I, I like that. It was I interesting. I think they they talked about two different styles of playing. Rob's got young kids, yes. and he yep. literally will play with his kids with these toys. And when you've got Jay, who goes, his version of playing is posing, and yep. he gets the light box yep. out and the nice photography, and he does his own reviews on his channel. Uh, Jay Bartlett, check that out um, if you want on YouTube. Not the exorcist. Not the exorcist. <laughs> there is another Jay Bartlett who is an exorcist who annoyingly, for our friend Jay, he goes, he's got more followers than me, so I've got to catch the exorcist now. Yeah, like that, yeah. That's my goal for next year. So, um, yeah, so no, they, they speak really well and there's a couple of guys who have known each other pretty much their whole lives. Since it's childhood. childhood. Yeah, yeah childhood and that's friends. a wicked element because they can yeah. throw it back to it. I remember walking into your bedroom and seeing yep. all those wrestling <laughs> figures on that pegboard and it's it's pretty cool. Like yeah. you just don't get that history uh, from, you know, a lot of other conversations and stuff. So that's... Yep. That's awesome. Uh, available on all the podcasting streaming services yep. and, of course, YouTube. Mm. Fantastic. All right. We're going to jump into a Movember update. So we're recording this episode at the end of November. And wow, look at this. Looking around <laughs> this room, there's a lot of testosterone going on here. Um, trying to trying to raise some, some mon- money for a really good cause. Mm. Um, research into prostate and testicular cancer as well as mental health issues for men. So that's a, a really good cause. I think you know we need need a lot of work in that space, which is which is great that the money's going to uh, such a good cause. We had a big shout out 
to friend of the show mm. and patron Scotty M, Scotty Manhattan. Um, he basically sold a Ram Man from the Masters of the Universe Classics line with all proceeds, all, all, all full money going to the Movember page. Mm. And how much did he crack? 300 bucks. About 300 bucks. What a freaking legend. Yeah. That, that dropped uh, within moments to our uh, fundraising account. And yep. that's just amazing. You know, just the, the fact that he went and did that for us, I think is just, you know, a yeah. nod nod to him. Like, and he, yeah, he publicized it saying, hey, I'm selling this figure. Here's a price, but um, it's all going to these guys. I'll provide proof of, you know, that it's gone to, to, to into a donation and just amazing. Like, you know, he put it up on about 15 different, you know, buy and sell groups and, and got a, got someone to, to buy it. And mate, thank you. Thank you so much, Scotty. That's, that's amazing that you, you would do that. And that 300 has gone into uh, a pretty, a pretty tasty looking kitty yeah, as far yeah. as what are we, looking we, at? we, we, we have uh, $1,125 raised right this second. Ooh. So uh, this is Friday night, the uh, 27th. 27th. Yep. Uh, just before midnight. And uh, yeah, we've raged that much, and we're gonna f- drop us us uh, four, including Darren. We're gonna um, drop two hundred dollars of our own toy power money into the account, so that'll take us up to one thousand three hundred and twenty-five dollars. Nice. nice, and we've still got a couple of days left for the uh, pledge. So thank you, everyone that's liked and followed my, you know, Movember. Yeah, that's been great. You know, and, and so many great out of left field ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Dick Dastardly got in yes, there, and yeah. um, the 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 best was. The pirate, Boson yeah. Will, <laughs> yeah. from from the Lego 1980, Boson Will, yes. Okay. Boson right. Will, yeah. I reckon it was. Yeah, and Casey, um, yeah, shout out to um, Casey. She uh, said that was her first uh, ever set on yeah. Instagram. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, she's like, I got that for Christmas. That was my first Lego set. So oh, nice. Such a cool set. Cool. It's yeah. basically just a Lego minifig with yeah. a treasure chest, yeah. treasure, a monkey, yeah. and a little pile of sand. Because, you know, I wanted to hit all those big toy lines and yeah. I wanted to do Covered something, really well. you know, from Lego. And I think nothing's more iconic than those pirates. Mm, and yeah. I just wanted to have the minifigure as the focal point, yep. you know. So I chose the smaller set with the monkey, with the treasure box and, uh, you know, digging through the sand and things. And I reckon I had that set as yep. well. I had two of them. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just, it just, yeah, it was perfect. So... Mm, nah, well awesome. done. Yep. I've yep. been really enjoying those. Cool, cool. Um, lo- lots of fun. Uh, so no, that's been good. And and the, these, I, I can't wait to get rid of the mode. Oh, but I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. So like I'm so done. over it. But Monday <laughs> night, I'm, it's gone. Yeah. After work, it's gone. Yeah. So, yeah. But thank you, everyone uh, who has uh, you know ple- pledged towards us, small and large. It all goes to such a great charity. This is one of the first times I've. I, this is the first time I've done it, Trent. Oh. I know you've done it. This is my fifth, times. fifth yep. year. Yep. Wow. Frank, have you uh, done I'll probably about three or four nice. over the last sort of ten yeah. years, and so. I, I'm just blown away by the generosity of the community for this. So mm. this has really opened my eyes, and I, I'm keen to do it next year. So. Yeah, nice. mm. absolutely. I'm not sure any of our wives are particularly keen no, for no. it. But Leanne uh, just shakes her head around October because <laughs> yeah. she knows yeah. it's coming. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we went into uh, a thing at work, and basically it'd been about two weeks, and we just because we're all busy. We hadn't seen the principal at, at our school and, and there was a big, you know, I think someone's farewell or something and and she'd, you know, done all the official stuff and she turned and looked and there was a, a whole team at work who was doing it. She goes, wow, boys, that's um, it's really coming along there. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, it was uh, all worth it in the end. That's fantastic. That's all right, our last shout out. Well, we, we are doing episode 199, mm-hmm. so that does mean... We have a very, very special milestone coming up next episode. The big 
300 i mean 200 200 that's not how numbers work (laughs) yeah so we've got something in the pipeline um Mm. a peek behind the curtain it has already been recorded yes right so and there would have been a uh you know some photos going around the uh internet of frank looking a bit tired editing after uh doing the but it should be (laughs) if we can pull it off properly it should be a hell of a uh, episode so so we've got a request for the fans out there Anyone listening that wants to be yes. involved? Yeah, so what we thought was just... Anyone who's listened to the show for a an extended period of time, I, I want to see some reactions. And it, it'll be pretty evident in the first sort of five minutes of the show as to the topic we're going to address. And I would like to see either in audio or video format, have your phone out and just want to... When the penny drops and you know what we're doing... I want, I want to see some reactions and then we might sort of, you know, put some of the best ones uh, to air in 201 or, or give you a shout out or whatever, whatever you're comfortable with doing. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see some reactions. I think that would be, you know, we, we were dancing around it because we really don't want to spoil it for people, but uh, it'll be worth the wait. There's a I couple think. of fans. I mean, there's a couple of really good reactions in this episode. One that I just particularly love, it comes towards the end. But yeah, I'd love to see... I'd even love to see some reactions to that, even if it's yeah. just post, um, yep. you know, yeah. post. Yep. Give us your immediate summary. Give yeah. us your you know, immediate, like those things where they interview you when you come out of the cinema, yeah. Your, yeah. your reaction straight at the end of it. Yeah. It, it is going to be an extended episode, so well, yeah, uh, you know, Two hours, make sure yeah. you've got uh, some supplies ready and a uh, quiet room to listen to it. <laughs> well, there will, well, just on Take that. I mean, for a long walk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We're probably going to have a few episodes off around Christmas, yeah. Depending on how it falls, so the, this, you know, this, this will make up, up for it. it. Yeah, get yeah. get an extra hour in. A double episode, almost. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this episode. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for next week. Sorry to miss Darren again. He's really not well. We hope he he gets a really really speedy recovery, and we see him fighting a fit again soon. Never fun to see your mates. Um, struggling through illness. So, yeah, wish you all the best, Darren, if you're listening to this and, and hope you're feeling better really, really quickly. Thanks to all our Patreons again for your support and for the chatter on the Discord. Always great, as usual. Some fantastic photos popping up there on the uh, toy photography page. Always love that. We had Concrete Bricks come back. He'd been on hiatus for a bit because he'd been working interstate but he came back and his first page was to go and check out the photos on there he called and it his he, favorite thread his favorite thread at. yeah yep. and there's some jojo joshua bc talk um some Team fantastic yeah. yeah some fantastic the mario and uh Nost- yeah, Nostrofatu yeah. I can never yeah, say yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nostrof- I think I said the word fart in there um, <laughs> I'm not going to try <laughs> but no thank you thank you for all your support and to everyone who tunes in again to another episode thank you so much for joining us we hope to see you around the toils and until next time good journey you can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people Want to learn more? Go to GiantSizeTeamUp.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but they're...